Hey, it's me, Sam. This is my podcast. Thank you for listening. I thought I had longer of a drive here to record, but it turns out I only have 22 minutes. That's okay. Of course, I'm about to be out of gas, per usual. So, uh, I may have to uh, take a little break to get some gas. My gas light hasn't come on. I I used to have a... Which car was it? I used to have a car... That, um, the gaslight would come on if you have a car like this, you know how wonderful it is. At least if you're somebody like me, you know how wonderful it is. It would, the gaslight would come on and then it would count down the miles, like to zero, before the, the, the actual, uh, gas would run out. I love that. Like, take me to zero every time. Challenge accepted. But now... My car, I think it will go down to like, like the gaslight will come on and then it'll count down to like 45 miles left and then it'll just say low. So you don't have any real idea on like, how close am I to zero? Have I gone 45 miles yet? What's going on? I'm sorry. I'm in a super small town and that guy was walking his dog carrying a baseball bat. I think there's like four cops in this entire city, and it's 10 a.m. That's a little bit overkill, sir. I need you to calm down. (laughs) I mean, I'm maximum paranoid, but I don't even carry a baseball bat when I go walking in this town. Come on. Anyway, so, see, I've definitely run out of gas one time. One time I ran out of gas, thankfully right down the road from my parents' house, but uh, because you don't have any way to know how close you are, and I don't, I'm irresponsible, I'm barely an adult, I barely make it, you know, speaking of being an adult, I was thinking yesterday about making some real, like, significant changes, basically, I'm trying to prepare for the fact that I'm about to be 40, and I'm trying to to make adjustments to my life so I actually look like a 40-year-old, and not like a, uh, a struggling 22-year-old who can't get her crap together. Because that's pretty much what I look like right now on a day-to-day. I stopped at a gas station on my way to pick up the babies. And I thought, why am I still going into the gas station and spending $2 on soda? Like, I don't know that this is a bad idea. Like, I don't know that this is a financially poor decision. Like, I don't know that I shouldn't be drinking soda. What am I doing? This is something that kids do. This is something that 20-year-olds do and high schoolers do. They spend their money on stupid stuff. What am I doing? So, it's time for me to start being an adult, pushing 40. At least by the time I get to 40, I want to look like an adult. So, I'm going to try. I'm going to really make some efforts here to cut out some of the... I'm going to look at my life and say... What are things that I was doing in college when I was 21 that I'm still doing now? I.e. buying snacks at gas stations, buying uh, soda at gas yeah, spending money at gas stations on food. The gas station is not a grocery store nor a restaurant. I should not be spending money on food there, and yet I still do. Uh, yesterday, I stopped at a gas station yesterday evening with the kids and I felt okay about that. I bought some candy for them. We went to a trampoline. You know what I'm talking about? Trampoline park. Brilliant. 
every once you know like you come across these places and I, and I always think like these people are genius genius that's a genius idea just a gigantic warehouse full of trampolines millions making millions <laughs> so smart place is packed um but we're on christmas break right now and if you're a parent i know you feel me i know you feel me hard we're about one week into it and you know i'm working so i'm not home like i'm not like you know maybe some parents that are actually home with their kids through this whole time but um i love my kids i mean you know that i love my kids but Christmas break is hard because, and this sounds really selfish and it makes me sound like a big jerk, but I don't have any time alone. I work all day. I come home. I have the babies. I have the, my kids. We're, we're obviously together all evening. And then babies go to bed, you know, normal time. But the big kids, I mean, they stay up. They don't really have bedtimes because it's break and yay. <laughs> And especially my older son, I mean, he's 12, so it's like, whatever. You want to sit up till midnight playing video games? But then my time alone, I'm an introvert, you know? And I, as much as I want to spend time with my kids, I also, like, physically need time alone to be able to kind of recharge and reset my brain for the next day. So, I love it. I love the time with them. But it is pretty exhausting. Um, and I, uh, we got a whole nother week. If you're with me, if you're feeling it, if you're feeling the Christmas break uh, exhaustion, stick with it. We got a whole nother week. Um, I actually have been kind of absent. I posted an episode last week and I actually did record another episode that same day. But, and I planned on posting. But here's the situation. I, uh, I talked about my dad in that episode, and I don't have any problem doing that, except for I did talk about some things that were pretty personal to him, and I feel inclined to maybe have a conversation with him to make sure that, you know, he's okay uh, with that information about his life. I mean, that's his story, and I want to make sure he's okay with that information being shared, and I, I kind of came to my attention that I should probably, that I wanted to do that and that I should do that because he, he said, what was it on Christmas Eve or something? He said, uh, somebody came up to me at church the other day and told me that they like your radio show. And I was like, what? He said, oh, you know, your blog, your blogcast, your, your pod blog, whatever your talking thing. And I said, podcast? He's like, yeah, yeah, that. I said, well, who was it? Oh, I don't know. Wife of somebody he used to work with. And and then my mom told, finally figures out who the person is, somebody they go to church with. I don't, I don't know her, but I'm so good. Thank you so much for listening. <coughs> so anyway, realizing that, you know, that was kind of his personal business and that there are people who are rubbing shoulders with him in his personal life who more than likely don't know that the information about him that I had shared. I just want to make sure that, you know, it's okay 
to uh, share that information. So, and if it's not, that's okay. I can still uh, tell the story. The story was about why I had a panic attack in church. So you're going to want to hear it. I'll, I'll re-record it or I'll post it if, it, if my dad's cool with his uh, business being out there. But, um, so yeah, that'll be coming uh, soon. I'm also, as I'm looking forward to 2019, really, um, I feel like, you know, I've been about seven months or so recording this podcast and, um, have not done, uh, very much, if any, to promote or to really, um, make any efforts to gain any listeners. I've just kind of let it be what it is. And, that's kind of something else that I'm going to work on quite a bit in 2019 is actually designating um, quite a bit more time, or I don't have a lot of time to put towards anything, but trying to block out time every day towards um, like promoting and just trying to build a, a bigger listener pool and also being more consistent in recording. I definitely have fallen off the wagon when it comes to that because holidays am I right oh my gosh how was everybody's Christmas ours was amazing it was so good my kids got every single thing that they asked for because they're spoiled brats um <clears throat> but uh, does anybody else I, I feel this I felt this way and then I felt guilty right afterwards but I also felt okay with it I felt like I was breathing the biggest sigh of relief that I've experienced in a long time after Christmas morning was over. And then I, along with that, felt an overwhelming exhaustion that I haven't felt in a long time. Now, I've never run a marathon or even barely a mile. I think I've ran a couple of times. But I felt like what I think I would have felt like at the end of like a, a big race or, or a big physical feat. Like I felt like I had just been on adrenaline for a, a two months and then just finally it released and it was done and over with. And the kids were happy and everybody was happy and it was done. Um, a lot of that had to do with finances. I talked about my last episode of this was the first year that I felt like really had to juggle a lot of finances to make Christmas happen because of some, you know, some of the issues that I've had with child support and it not, there not being any and things like that. But, you know, God, um, has always provided and continues to provide. And like I said, <clears throat> I was able to, I was able to make sure that Santy, Santy delivered, Santa Claus delivered. No, heck no, Santa Claus didn't deliver. All of the big presents are from mommy because I want my kids to know that I bust my butt to make sure that they have, they get what they want. Yeah, Santa Claus don't get no credit for presents in my house. He might get a credit for a little doll or a little thing of Play-Doh or something. That's about it. But uh, I'm the one who works in my house, not Santa. So you better believe I get credit. They're all for mommy. You know, they're like I said, there literally is maybe one or two presents that are from Santa. The rest of them, they're for mommy. So yeah, Christmas went really well. But I definitely, um, I hate to say this, but I'm, I'm glad it's over. Is that terrible? 
I'm not glad it's over like, oh, it was terrible. I'm so glad it's over. I'm just glad it's over because it, it is, it feels, and this, this is new. This is a new thing with our culture right now. I feel a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure to do things, to see things, to go places, to do this, to do that. You got to make sure you do Christmas cookies. You got to make sure you do ornaments. You got to make sure you, and I feel a lot of pressure through the entire month to kind of schedule out and do all of these things. And so now that it's over, I just feel like, okay back to like our normal day-to-day life and not feeling this like pressure of an itinerary to create like all of these special memories for the kids and you know make sure that we go to every single drive-through light display we did and we didn't this year I mean not intentionally like I felt I felt the uh like I wanted to, I wanted to make sure that we did those things, but I mean, we had an entire week where all four kids, except for Mia somehow, I don't know how that happened, but, uh, all three of the four kids were really sick and missed school and missed work and were in the hospital and, um, at the doctor's office, you know, we've had a lot of appointments last week. We had, um, I don't even know. We had like four or five appointments last week during the day. And then we've had appointments in the evening and other things. So it wasn't anything where I was like, forget it. We're not going, we're not doing it this year. Like we did what we could do when we could. And some of the stuff just didn't happen. Um, and I feel okay about it. I guess the thing for me is that when I was growing up, we, there were no light displays. Like we, whatever Christmas lights we saw, we saw like, as we're out driving to church on Wednesday night. Like we didn't, oh yeah, we went to church on Wednesday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, every week without fail. Don't you worry about it. Um, yeah, like the only Christmas lights we saw were the lights we saw at night on like three people's houses on our way to church and back. I mean, that was it. There was no drive through light displays or, uh, zoo lights or any well there maybe was see I always think that like this stuff didn't exist and then I find out later that like it did my parents just didn't take us like American Girl Dolls I grew up my entire childhood thinking that American Girl Dolls didn't weren't a thing until I was older oh no they were a thing I just didn't get any because they were expensive that's okay that's okay I wasn't even reading those books until junior high and I definitely was not playing with dolls at that point so I don't really understand the whole doll thing the dolls are based on books that most girls who are playing with dolls can't even read or understand the books the books are history anyway don't get me started on that racket uh, money-making scheme just stealing, just stealing money from suckered parents who can't help but give their kids exactly what they want every year like me. But anyway, so, um, yeah, we didn't see Christmas lights. What we did though was every year we would go to my grandma's house. She would make sugar cookies and out of these same cutouts and we would decorate them and they were terrible. The icing was terrible. The cookies were hard and crumbling. It was terrible, but it was so fun because that was what we did. That was just what we did every year. We would decorate my grandma's tree after, you know, there, as she got older, we would help her to decorate her tree. Um, and then we always did Christmas Eve. 
um, at my grandmother's house and, and open presents and, uh, you know, had dinner or whatever. But those were our traditions and those weren't, that was enough. So it just is, like I said, it's just kind of overwhelming to try to land on and say, well, this is going to be our tradition as a family because there's so many options. There's so many things to do. There's so many activities. My goodness, there's Sundays with Santa. There's Winterfest. There's at King's Island. There's Zoo Zoo Fest at the zoo with lights. There's 20 different drive-through light displays. There's, I mean, pottery and painting and paint your plate for Santa and paint your ceramic Christmas tree. I mean, there's just, I mean, there's a hundred things a night to choose from. It's practically impossible to land on, on one or two things to try to commit to <laughs> as your uh, family tradition. But I like the drive through light displays because I hate the cold. And so, uh, that's, that's one thing that we usually end up doing. Last weekend, my son, he's so my oldest son, he is, for some reason, the only thing, he literally said this to me, the only thing I want to do this winter is be able to go ice skating. And I'm a big girl. I'm a big girl and I'm not too keen on the idea of putting my fat tail on uh, little skinny pieces of metal on ice. Number one, it's it's not a, it's just not like, it's just not a good plan. You know, it's like, it's just not a good idea. It's just not. It's just not a good layout. Just the just the balancing and the and the layout of, of the of the. It's very top heavy. You know what I mean? Very very top heavy, and it's just not a good idea. Number two, I can't afford a broken hip right now. I don't have time for it. I, I don't have the. I don't have time off. I don't have the money to cover it. I don't have the. I don't have childcare. Like I, so, why am I gonna put myself in a situation? To where I could potentially fall and, and break my hip or break a tailbone or something along those lines. <sighs> I'm pretty sure we're going to go tonight. I don't know. I don't even like ice skating. It feels very scary. My legs are weak. I can't hardly, I can't hardly do anything anymore. I got to get back to the, I got to get back to the gym because it's getting really pathetic. So I think we're going to try to go Winterfest at Kings Island. We got passes. Charlie got passes for his birthday. And uh, if you're not familiar, Kings Island is a amusement park that we have here in Southern Ohio. And they have a winter ordeal. You know why we're going tonight? You know why I'm braving the, uh, the winter, the winter days to go out in the evening to do something? Because it's 55 degrees right now. What is going on? I'm telling you what, there's some weird stuff going on with our weather, and it makes me a little bit nervous. It's December, what, 25, 6, 7, it's just December 28th, and right now, 11 a.m., it's 55 degrees, and I think the high today is 60. What are we doing? It's just so weird. It's like we don't, I don't know. This is really strange. So yeah, I'm all about it. I'm like, yeah, we'll go out. We'll go out and do something because uh, it's warm. It's basically spring right now. <laughs> Let's go. But I think they have ice skating there. My fear is that it might not be cold enough for the ice to be frozen, and we and we'll we may not be able to get may not get to go. Which I mean, between you and me, it's 
I'm perfectly fine with because, uh, you know, as I mentioned, <laughs> as I've already digressed, uh, it's not, it's not a good look. It's not a good look for this, this big tail to be on these, uh, on a skinny, it's little strips, little strips of, of metal. It's just not, I don't know. It's just not good. Look at an ice skater and look at me. I, I, I look like I ate an ice skater. I'm to, I'm four times as big as an ice skater. There's there's a reason why you don't see fat girls out there in little leotards and skirts skating because it's just not a good setup. It's just not a good look. You, these are the kind of things that you do for your kids. This is what you do for your kids. Anyway, I've been working. I took Monday and Tuesday off, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. I've been working these three days and I just want to, I just want to give a shout out to my two older kids because some people might disagree with this and I'm okay. Look, I'll say all, I say all kinds and do all kinds of things that people disagree with and, uh, it's okay. Um, my older two kids have been staying at the house by themselves while I'm working. They're 12 and seven. Now, <clears throat> my mother said to me, I can't believe that you're leaving them home alone. And I said, well, Charlie is 12. And um, I was babysitting when I was 12. I was babysitting babies when I was 12. And she says, well, you weren't babysitting your younger brother. And I said, well, that was your choice. I could have. I was perfectly capable to. I don't know why you chose not to have me do that, but I could have. And, uh, so here's the thing. There's no age the, the law does not specify any age on, on, on when a child can and cannot stay home alone or when a child cannot, can or cannot babysit. What it comes down to is maturity. Now my son is 12. He's in the seventh grade. He has skipped to grade, skipped two grades in math he consistently has 95% or higher in all of his classes. He's really, really just, just annoyingly smart. Now, I will say he has minimal common sense, if any. It takes sometimes me pulling my hair out for him to really understand basic concepts that I feel like he should be able to quickly understand. But he... Uh, it's been going really well. It's almost like it's been going even better than I expected. And there's been even, there's been outcomes with my daughter, especially that I did not expect to see that have been really, really neat. She is a, uh, has, was when my ex-husband, um, left, she went from being this super confident toddler preschooler to just really, really um, clingy and shy and backward and, you know, attached and problems with crying a lot when I would leave and things like that. Afraid, just, just scared if I wasn't around, all those types of things to where now I've seen just in three days, I've seen just a huge improvement in the fact that like I'm leaving and she's with my older son, Charlie, and 
she seems so much more confident, so much more like in control of her emotions and calm. Even this morning, I left. He was still asleep. She was awake. She was watching TV. She knew he was there and was confident in that and, and had no issue with me leaving. And I was worried. I even thought, you know, I might gonna, I'm probably gonna have to wake him up before I leave, but. So, I don't know. I don't know. You can judge on judgers, but it's been a really good, it's been a really good experience. They, the other thing is, like, they fight terrible, but these past few days, because they know that the wrath that they will experience as far as punishment is, is extreme if I do get phone calls that they're arguing or fighting, um, they know that like, that's the one thing that I say to them every day when I leave, don't argue, don't fuss, don't argue. So actually they have been really getting along really well. Like they've been playing games together. They've been playing video games together. They've been building things and getting board games out. And so even that, like the fact that I'm not there to kind of manage their interactions. And so they're on their own coming up with things to do together and playing and spending time together. And I just really want them to have a close relationship. Their age gap, you know, is a lot. It's about five years difference. So it's not like they're super close in age, but, um, but it's been really good. It's been way better than I expected. So, I mean, think about it. I, um, I don't have like a, a babysitter that I can take them to. So there really wasn't, I mean, there, I could have come up with something and I have in years past, but, um, I felt like this year with him being 12 and his maturity level, what it is that, that we would give it a try and it's worked out really well. So, so now I actually do have a 36 minute drive actually to my next patient and, uh, so I'll finish up recording this here. Um, yeah, this, these past couple of weeks have been kind of crazy. I'm, um, not only on the second week of my pay period, so trying to finish everything up on a short week because of the holiday, but also it happens to be the end of the month, which means for my second job, I have to see all of my patients at least once a month. And so... You know how I like to procrastinate. Not really. I did a pretty good job. Not too bad at procrastination. But I'm just, just finishing everything up. Um, this week for my second job has been kind of hectic also. I know everyone's like, I like, I'm not, I always feel like I'm like, oh, I'm so busy. Everyone is busy. Everyone has a lot of work and a lot of things going on and it just is, uh, just a hectic time. So last night I was talking, I'd mentioned this earlier. I got home and the night before I'd gotten home, I made dinner. Yeah, there goes my fuel bell. I gotta make sure I get gas. I went home and by the, I made dinner and then it was like, you know, it's so dark. It's dark at like 5.15. Well, really it's a lot of days it's dark all day. Like it's just been cloudy and gloomy and raining and stuff. So, but, and for real, for real, the sun goes down at like 5.15, 5.30. So I looked at my clock and I was like, how close are we to bedtime? <laughs> this is Wednesday night. So the first day that the babies had been back to the sitter and I don't know what it is, but it just seems like after a weekend or after a break, like 
the first day back to the sitter for them is just rough. Like, they come home and they're just rough. They're just tired and they cry and they're on edge and whatever. So, I look down my clock. It's like 6 p.m. It's 6. Like, are you kidding me? It's pitch black. We've got two hours. I can't really do anything. That's the thing is, like, with the babies, I can't really do anything. I can't play a game with the older kids. I can't really, like, get any crafts out because then the baby's crawling all over me. And so it's, it's just kind of like manage the chaos, you know, and, and catch a, catch a minute or two of TV here and there until it's time to go to bed. Um, and then, so last night when I get home, got home, I was like, you know what? I'm not doing it again. I'm not going to sit here and like not enjoy my evening because we're just kind of like, fighting and fussing and crying and and everyone's just tired and we need to go do something so we ate dinner and we loaded up in the car and we drove 30 minutes away to the trampoline get air that's what it's called get air I wasn't getting no air you know what I was getting sore thighs from jumping (laughs) I wasn't getting any air yeah it's called get air and uh it's kind of nice there's a whole like section for the babies and you know you go in there you jump on trampolines for an hour and it gets everybody's I'll tell you what of course we had to get up early this morning because Mia had speech therapy but if we wouldn't have had to get up everyone was definitely still asleep when I my alarm went off we could have probably had a nice morning of sleeping in but no Mia had uh her speech therapy appointment she's doing really good she's making good progress so really proud of her she's so cute she has if your child uh if you feel like your child is um maybe having some speech delays here's the thing i'm gonna say now i'm gonna gonna eventually get to an actual topic but i'm just kind of uh freeloading here for a second (laughs) just uh you know rambling as usual here's what i'm gonna say If you, as your child's parent, feel like your child could benefit from any type of therapy, or if you believe that your child has any type of a deficiency or delay or anything like that, pursue it. Pursue it as much as you need to until you you feel like you've pursued it enough and, and are at peace with whatever information you gather. With Mia, I had multiple people tell me that they felt like she was perfectly fine when it came to her speech. My sitter, my mother, the caseworkers, multiple people. I felt like she could benefit from some early intervention that would help to set her up for essentially as much success as possible. And for me to take her to an appointment once a week, if that's what I'm have to do to get her to that point, I'm 100% willing to do it. So I guess that's the thing is, you know, I remember with my son, it was kind of the same thing. I remember I went on a vacation when he was about a year and a half and to my friend, actually to my friend Jill and her stayed with her parents and her son is about the same age. I think he's just a few months older than Charlie and their speech was world's different I couldn't you know no one could understand anything my son was saying her son spoke very clearly and so I was like whoa I've not had him 
or been with him around other children to see how much difference his speech is. And so even though my mom at that time again said he's fine, he's not even, maybe it's two and a half actually, he was two and a half. You know, yeah, he's definitely two and a half. He's fine. He's two. Don't worry. It'll get better. I, again, pursued it with him and had him have a full speech assessment and evaluation just to see if there was anything he could benefit from. And at that, for that situation, the speech therapist said to me, it's just a matter of him growing. It's just a matter of him maturing. He has all the sounds. He's saying them properly. It's just a matter of him gaining more language and, and, and being more, you know, working on being more clear. He didn't need, she did not recommend any um, speech therapy. My daughter, she came out of the womb running her mouth and has never shut up since. Uh, Mia, <laughs> that's my seven-year-old. Mia, what I noticed was we sing, you know, for the most part, we sing the most, the same songs every night. And so I noticed with my son when he was little and then with my seven-year-old when she was little that there was this progression of we're singing these songs, they start to make little sing-song sounds, then they start to actually say, like make the sounds of some of the words in the songs, then they're making the sounds of more of the words, then they're actually saying some of the words very clearly, and then eventually around two, two and a half, they're singing the songs with me. You know, some of the words may not be completely clear, but getting there. What I noticed with her was that she started to same progression. She started to make the sing-song sounds, but then when it came to saying the words or even making the word sounds, she would make sounds. She was trying to make word sounds that matched. She was even singing the word sounds, but none of them matched the actual words in the song. And so that there, it's, it's a thing. It's called something. I'm not a speech therapist. I don't know what it's called. It's written down on a piece of paper somewhere that's in her file, but it's essentially a thing where she's not processing when she repeats words and when she's learning words, she's some of the consonants and vowel sounds. She's not, it's, there's a, a there's a, a skip there to where she's not fully repeating the full sounds of the consonants and the vowels for some words. So, and especially when it comes to like sentences and singing and songs and things like that, it's even more pronounced. So I'm so glad, like, I'm going to do what I want to do, and that's what I want to encourage other parents to do. Don't let anybody tell you that you don't need to pursue something if you feel like you need to. Um, do it. You know, it's your child. You're their parent. You know them better than anyone. And if you feel like your kid needs help with something, if you feel like your kid would benefit from having help with something, then chase it and and pursue it and do anything and everything you need to do until, like I said, you're at peace with knowing that you've done it all and, you've, and you feel calm and confident that you have either resolved the issue or found a solution to whatever concern that you had or until you've had a professional tell you that there is nothing to be concerned about and you feel confident in that professional and if you don't get a second opinion because look it's your kid you got to do what you got to do so I, I just I just know there's a lot of people trying to you know There'll be a lot of people in your ear, I should say, that will try to talk you out of doing things or tell you it's fine or tell you it's normal. And if you don't feel like it's normal or you don't feel like it's fine, don't listen to them. Do what you need to do to make sure that you feel confident and that you are, um, you know, listen to your gut. Listen to your mommy or your daddy gut and follow through with it. Don't let anybody else tell you how to raise your kids because uh, they're your kids, okay? <laughs> 
You're the only one who gets to make those decisions. Uh, yeah, that's that. So, um, I thought today what I would talk about is as we're just a few days away from the new year, from a happy new year, I would just talk about what are, um, you know, how do we go into the new year realistically and what are some things that we can do to set ourselves up to, um, be better and be different and be, um, our best, best version. I hate, I hate people be the best version of yourself. Listen, I am who I am. I don't need to be no better version. Get off my back. No, that's not true. I mean, it is true to an extent. Like, I don't... I'm, there's no better version of me. You get what you get. But on the same hand, like, there's definitely things that I could be doing that could make me uh, better or healthier. You know, all of the things. So, as I have talked about before, and I know I've made a lot of promises on this podcast and haven't been able to follow through with some things, but one thing that we, we talked about before was how I read the book, uh, Rachel Hollis, Girl, Wash Your Face, and we were going to do a book review on that. I did read the book. We're waiting on Jill. Uh, she is working on reading it. I could definitely stand to, to listen to it again. If I've talk, I think I've mentioned this before. I'm fully capable of having a book running in the background and not listening to a single word of it. And I know that there were portions of that book that I just was driving or doing something else and completely phased out of. So it wouldn't hurt me to listen to it again. But she just recently also released a um, journal, Start Today Journal, I believe that is what it's called. So a lot of this comes from her, but then I, I also have a, uh, a twist because this is this would this would have been part of my book review, and this is just this is just in general part of my review on her. Period. Um, is that I think she's great. I really appreciate her mentality. I think that especially in the Christian community, her views and her, um, just her outlook is something that is really, really lacking. Uh, I think that in the Christian community, there is just not a lot of people who are promoting pursuing your dreams and dreaming big and doing big things. I mean, if you go into a church and look around, 95% of the people in there are working low-wage, minimum-wage type jobs. Um, There's just... And and not that working a low-wage or minimum-wage job is a negative thing. Like, you work, you work. Like, do what you got to do. Work your job. But I'm saying you're, you're rarely going... It's not common, especially in a smaller church... You're going to look around and see um, a lot of people who are, are millionaires or who are uh, doing huge, big, active things in their world and in their community. And and those people who do those, like I believe she goes to church somewhere, but I'm talking about like where I'm at, like Middle America, Midwest, Ohio, like the gray, you know, the gray area, like just this podunk. Uh, backwoods, low-key, like, hillbilly, uh, small churches. I'm talking about, like, my church and the church that I grew up in, basically. You're just not looking around and seeing a lot of executives and a lot of people who are big-time business owners or big-time, you know, there are those people, but it's just not a real common thing you see. And I, I just know for me personally, growing up in my youth group, like, there wasn't a big 
pushed. There was no, I should say there was no encouragement to pursue uh, a dreams or pursue big things in the world or to push towards biz, big business goals. Now, there was a big push on being humble and, and, and following God and loving God. And I guess my the thing that I'm saying is in the Christian world, combining those two things doesn't happen very well. And, and that's where I am. My goal is to try to move into the area of, I can I want to do that. Like I want to be able to combine both of not being a millionaire, or like being like a big, big deal, but just, I just feel like the Christian community really misses, misses the uh, mark when it comes to opportunities to reach big populations of people. I've mentioned this before. I heard that there were over a billion active accounts on Instagram. And so I'm looking at it like, why are there not more Christians taking advantage of this platform where all you have to do is post a picture and write some words and there's a potential for 1 billion people to see what you write? Are you kidding me? I'm never going to come in contact face-to-face with that many people. So to have that as a platform, the Twitter, the Facebook, all of these things, and in just the, the business community in general, I think there's just a huge opportunity that a lot of times the church is not encouraging or or supportive or pushing for young people to, to be a part of. Um, I think there's just a lot of head shaking, like, oh, these kids and social media, blah, blah, blah. I, 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 you know, I hope that when my kids are old enough and they are on social media, that they will see it that way. And I'm an, I'm going to, my plan is to encourage them to take advantage of it in that way, to take advantage of it as a platform, to share Jesus, to talk about God, to be very open. You know, that's one thing that's great about social media is that you can say things that maybe you wouldn't feel comfortable. You can share your faith. You can be honest and use that as a way to practice sharing your faith and to practice being honest about what you believe and where you stand and get it out, get it out to the world, get it out to people that maybe you would never have contact with otherwise. So anyway, I digress. Let's get back to Rachel Hollis. I think she does a great job when it comes to promoting self-care and self-growth and things like that. What I, where I think she lacks as, and she claims Christ, she claims Christianity is where I, what I think she lacks is combining what I've talked, what I've just mentioned about combining the two, combining the trust in God, love God, commit to God, live a life that's humble and be successful, grow your business, pursue your dreams, self-care, be your best self type of thing. Because I think a lot of times, to me at least, her message comes across as it's all about what you can do. It's all about how you do it and how what you can do. And I think that's that can be very true. I think that, you know, obviously you're, you make your decisions, which, which then affect the outcome of your life. But I think as a Christian, I also believe and I feel like there's another component to that to where God is, you know, ordaining and, and, and managing our life. And so I don't want to, I don't want to ignore the fact that I can do and do and do this and this and this. I could follow all these steps. I could follow this eating plan and this exercise plan and this journaling plan and this blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, God has my life in his hands and God is controlling my life. 
And so can I, um, you know, can I work on, uh, just accepting that and acknowledging that, um, and combining those two things. I'm sorry. Real talk. I just got completely distracted. Hold on a second. So sorry. I don't even know what I said there. Those last few sentences because I realized as I was driving that I have a patient that I was going to see later in the day, but I'm actually driving right by that patient right now on my way to where I was planning to go. So I might as well stop and see this patient on my way rather than having to backtrack later. So anyway, so what I'm planning on doing and what one thing that, um, she talks about, Rachel Hollis talks about is just kind of looking at, um, every aspect of your life and you can't do that though. You can't turn in front of me like that because then you're going to cause an accident. I'll use my horn. I'll use it freely. I don't care. So you just experience that. <laughs> um, she talks about looking at every area of your life and really trying to evaluate, you know, ways that you can um, improve and ways that you can do things differently. And so I am definitely planning on doing that. I definitely, like I even mentioned already, like I'm, I need to just try start being an adult and start doing things differently when it comes to my finances and when it comes to eating and just planning, I guess is just another thing is like, I do plan meals, but I don't, a lot of times I'm just tired and I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. <laughs> um, but you know, just planning meals and being more, um, just being more intentional about having a, uh, having a schedule and having just a plan for my weeks and my days. And, and the thing is, it's hard. It's hard to do it. It's hard to come up with a plan. It's hard to stick to it. It's hard to, plan for your plan to have, make sure you have all the food, make sure you have all the ingredients, make sure you have everything set up. But what I know and what I think you'll find if you're not already doing this is that when I do plan and when I do have things in place, oh my goodness, the, the smoothness, the level of, uh, of in, the lack of anxiety is just, just a huge payoff. Um, so, but what I want to encourage you is as you're like examining the areas of your life. So I would say, you know, health, wellness, your relationship with God, your relationship with your children, parenting, your relationship with your spouse, if you have one, your, um, you know, whether you want to look at your wellness and is it though? Is it? I'm sorry. I'm all distracted and it's definitely straight ahead and I just turn left. Um, it's just really trying, cause this is where I fail. And so I want to say this after you examine and look at and say, for example, um, with parenting, I want to intentionally spend one-on-one -on -one time at least once a week, like scheduled planned activity with each one of my kids once a week. And so if that's what my goal is going into this new year, then writing that down. And then if I want to also do this, this, and this, when it comes to meal planning, if I want to do this, this, and this, you know, so going through each of those things, but here's where here's, well, here's two things that I would say. Number one, pray. Number one, you got to get at this list and you got to pray and you got to say to God, 
this is what I want, but, but God, whatever you want, like if it's you, what you have is better. The plans that you have for me are, are surely better than anything I could come up with. If you have something different, if you have a different uh, plan for my life, for my, my year, my 2019, bring it on and be, I think that's the thing is like moving forward with a plan, with goals, with ideas on things that you can do to improve your life, but also being very open to the possibility that God may have other plans. God may direct your life in a different way and being open and, and willing to, to accept that and to accept, accept having your plans disrupted and accept having your life disrupted potentially. Um, but knowing that, you know, God is ultimately in control of your day to day and being willing to accept that. The other thing would be, and, and like I said, this is where I failed um, so many times is after you have all of these things written out or you think about them or however you do it the best way is to tackle one thing at a time. I have so many times been like, okay, I'm going to exercise for 30 minutes a day. I'm going to eliminate carbs. I'm going to start spending more time with my kids. I'm going to uh, put makeup on every day so I look like an adult. I'm going to brush my hair and, and do something right here. I've taken on like 45 goals <laughs> at a time. And oh my goodness, it's impossible. It's exhausting. And it, and then, and so then what happens is you fail at one and then you feel this sense of failure. And so then you just end up giving up on all of them. And so instead of you're working on one goal, maybe you have a cheat day or you have a day where you slip up. And so it's like, okay, that's okay. Let me get back at it. I'll get back on, you know, the next day, whatever. That's one goal. That's one cheat day versus. I'm trying to work on 50 goals. I've had a cheat day. I've had a mix up. I've had a mess up and now I'm giving up on everything. And so now I'm back to doing things the same way that I've always done them in 2019 is just going to look like any other year. I don't want that to be my case and I don't want that to be your case either. So I am just really encouraging you to take the year and, and make it look different than your previous year. However, maybe for some people you're like, dude, my 2018 was bomb. Like I did better than I've ever done. I actually want 2019 to look exactly like 2018. If I could, if I had a preference, uh, I'm not changing nothing. Ah, yeah. I mean, I think everybody can improve. I think that, you know, I talked about this. I think I mentioned this before. That was one of the most frustrating things that my ex-husband ever said to me. And I've heard other people say this and I don't get it is he would say like, I am who I am. This is who I am. I'm not changing. I, this, I just think that is really, really immature. I think there's just a, a real lack of insight. And I think that I just believe that even if like you feel like you're rocking it and you're doing it and you think like you feel like you're, you're killing it, there's something that can be done better and there's something that can be improved. And so really trying to just self-evaluate, talk to your family. Maybe your family has an idea like, uh, yeah, in this area, actually, you're really not killing it. Like your kids feel neglected. You need to spend more time with them or maybe your spouse, like maybe you think you're killing it in your marriage and your spouse is like, actually, I could really, um, would really appreciate if you would not do this, this and this, or we could change this or add that, whatever. I just think 
you know, if you can't come up with something that you need to want to change or do differently in 2019, consult with others because I'm sure that someone else can give you an idea on something that they would appreciate for you to do differently. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm actually, like I said, I think part of being relieved that Christmas was over is that this year has been really, really hard. Last year at Christmas, five days before Christmas, I picked up a four pound baby from the hospital. Hold on. Speaking of goals, that was my alarm on my phone because I'm taking vitamins every day like a real grown up. Get at me. Um, of course I'm not taking them right now because I don't have any water in the car, but I will be taking them today. I even have a little pill planner with all of them in there for Monday through Sunday. So I'm just doing adult things these days. Um, I don't even know what I was saying, but yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I, I just, I just think like 2000, when I was talking about being relieved that Christmas was over, like I said, there was no drama. There was no, like, I can't stand being around my family. Like, I had a wonderful time with my family, my extended family. My cousins was in town. Like, we had a great time. None of that. It wasn't like, I dread it because I hate going Christmas or I hate being around. No. It was just this feeling of, like, I'm really looking forward to this year um, and moving into the next year. I feel like things are a little bit more calm in my house. I feel like the baby is one now and like he is growing and doing really well. I was saying, you know, last year, five days before Christmas, I picked up a four pound baby, (laughs) Max from the hospital. And so honestly, this entire past year has felt like an, a complete blur juggling four kids, figuring out how to manage four kids. Now, do I think that it's going to be any less of a blur this coming year? No, because now he's about to walk and all hell's about to break loose. Now, so now I'm going to have two toddlers. Are you you kidding me? It's going to be insanity. I'm going to have two toddlers, uh, a tween and a, and a, and a first grader. It's, it's going to be crazy, just as crazy as it, but at least now, like, I'm not worried about him dying. Like he's, he's not, he was so little. He was so little. He would projectile vomit. He would aspirate. He would choke. It was so scary for those first few months. I literally could hardly keep my eyes open. I was awake all the time at night and and just was exhausted. My older two kids, bless their hearts. So I'm just really, as I said, like just felt relieved because I'm really looking forward to the new year. I'm looking forward to like, where we're gonna, I'm gonna be next year. I'm really, honestly, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Like going into 2019, I am not. I'm at a worse place than I was in 2018, health wise. Definitely at a worse place. Um, discipline wise, not doing great. So I'm really, I'm really looking forward to this year. Getting like starting out the year and making a commitment to not being at the same or please Lord, not at a worse place than I am at the start of this year. And when it comes to 2020. So, um, so that's what it is. I just hope that you look forward to, um, you know, being better and doing better and, 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 and working on yourself and, and, and being, um, you know, being, like I said, I hate, I hate the same, but like just being your best, being the best version of yourself, showing up for your family, showing up for your kids, showing up for your husband, for your friends, for your church, for God, like show up for God, be your best, give your best to God. And, you know, we talk about like, 
give your, the best of your finances, give the best of your time, give the best of your, but it's like, give the best of yourself, you know, serve and, 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 and sacrifice and give as much as you can in your life to God and, and do it in the best way that you can and be healthy and do things that will help you to, to be able to, um, to do that in the best way. So that's pretty much it for today. By the way, I parked here where I'm at to see this patient and had to open the door because it was hot because it's 60 degrees and the sun was shining on me. Now it's cloudy, but the sun was shining on me and I had to open my door just to get some air. This is crazy. This, I mean, I love it, but this weather is crazy. Ohio, what are you doing? So, well, I, I really want, I appreciate y'all listening. Can I ask a favor here at the end if you've made it this far? If you listen and you enjoy listening, would you like make it one of your goals for 2019 to help me to get the word out about this podcast to like tell a friend or send the link to someone or tell your mom or tell your crazy aunt Carol or, you know, whatever it is, like just to, to help to spread, um, to let people know that you do listen and that you enjoy it. I really want to, like I said, my whole goal in having this podcast is to reach as many people as possible for Jesus and to share about my life and to encourage people to not make the same um, poor choices that I have by sharing stories about my life. And sometimes I'm funny, I guess. I don't know. What was that? I think I just saw a cat. Or a duck. I don't know what it was. Anyway, so yeah, if you could tell a friend, tell a friend, share a brother, tell a friend that you listen, pass on the link, pass on the information, post it on Facebook, share it on your social media, whatever you've got. I would be forever grateful. And I, uh, I mean, tell me if you want to be a guest, send me an email, send me a, what do they say? I heard this yesterday and I'm like, I'm going to start saying this. Slide into my DMs. These kids, I don't understand them. Uh, Yeah, send me a message or, you know, an email or something or text if you got my number. If you don't, don't be a weirdo. Don't text me. Um, And I'd love to have you on. I mean, I'm really seriously open to having anyone on because I really believe that every person has a story and that God has has created a story in every person's life that's, that's worth sharing. So... Get with me, share, talk about me, spread it around, and uh, let's get this thing going for 2019. All right, y'all. I love you. I love you lots. You know what? I love you more than these adorable ducks that are in this pond right here beside me and that are like splashing around and having the best time of their lives. They're so cute. I Did I tell you all I'm getting ducks in the spring? I don't care. Judge me. Ducks are funny and they're fun to look at and I'm getting some. I've always had them. I've had them at the farm for years and we didn't have any this spring and I missed them. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be getting some in the spring. Fight me. I don't care. All right. I will talk to y'all the next time. Have an amazing, amazing day and I'll, I'll talk to you then. All right. Bye.